0: Moment Moment.
1: Of 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 Clarity. What's happening, everybody? It's your man, Stefan G. And you are tuned in to another eclectic episode of Moment of Clarity right here on the Promised Life Network. Moment of Clarity and... I feel like my voice has changed. Like, I can't get the, what's happening to everybody. It doesn't, like, it's not the right tone. Like, I don't know what it is. It's something Something's off. Something's uh, missing.
0: How old are you? <laughs> why, 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 wait a minute, what? <laughs> Your voice changes when you get older. It's, does it really? I know, like, when you're a kid,
1: but does it get, like, I'm not going to have an old man voice, am I? Eventually, yes. I don't no. know if you have it now. No, I don't want old man voice. <laughs> oh, my God. It's yeah, thought, you're you right. You like your voice was going <laughs> to stay the same until you're 80? <laughs> I, listen, my voice is my moneymaker. It's, it's where I live. Like, I didn't think about that. If you, but you're right. Like, all little
0: old ladies sound the same almost. Well, I was just going to say, I bet if you listen to yourself just no, eight no, years I, ago oh, and listen to yourself today, there's going to be a change. I got to pull up some old,
1: old, old episodes and see. Oh. I bet you there will be. You've destroyed the youth that dwells in my heart. I'm an old man now. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate that.
0: You're not an old man. You're a a wise sage. (laughs) (laughs) I still feel like an old man. All right. Anyway,
1: put my young voice on. Anyway, 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 anyway. There it is. Anyway. I think we're going to do a show on being thankful. So just be thankful for your voice. Okay. You're right. Today's show is about being thankful. So I am thankful that my voice is what it is. I mean, because I could have like short guy voice, you know, I could be walking around talking like this. To everybody. Like, like me. No, your voice isn't that bad. Your voice is like, your voice has a very even tone to it. You're not high pitched guy. Yeah, no. You could be high pitched guy. That guy, I never wanted to be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> the guy that's just like, hey, everybody. you are like, whoa. <laughs> not what we're here to talk about today no so the 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 ladies have left us well they're doing something important though they are doing something important they're at a party (laughs) (laughs) is that what it is it is a party it's it's a specific kind of party it's an important type of party but it's still a party and we're here for the people that's what we're here for we are morgan and morgan we are here (laughs) for the people (laughs) So anyway, today we're talking about thankfulness and as I was telling Mike earlier, um, I don't know if I really want to do this show anymore because it sounds like it's going to be a setup. sounds yeah. like there's going to be things in my life over the course of the next week that I'm going to have to be thankful for. Not mm-hmm. that I'm just automatically thankful for them. I'm going to have to choose to be thankful for those things over the course of the next week and I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> so if you got an idea for a different show topic real quick, maybe we could do that instead. Um. Hey. no
0: all right so we're
1: talking about thankfulness
0: <laughs> I, I really thought about it i couldn't think <laughs> of
1: anything so the show this topic came up because i was complaining as i normally do um see thankfulness and it started
0: because i was complaining look at that well i mean we're radio people that's what radio people do that's true it's kind of the reason why public here. speakers always start with complaining yes
1: <laughs> Even so comedians I was complaining about how I see people in the world who have more than enough and don't use it to it, don't maximize the opportunities in having more than enough. Um, and I understand that people always have issues and circumstances and problems and things that they go through that cause them to get to where they are. But it's just always been mind boggling to me how I can know someone who makes a couple hundred thousand dollars a month and they are 70, 80 thousand dollars in debt. Like, even the concept doesn't (laughs) ring. And we're not talking student loans. No, we're not talking student loans. We're just talking just debt. And we're not talking like car payment, house payment. No, we're talking like consumer debt. We're talking, you know, stuff that falls off after seven years. Just $90,000 in consumer debt that you are behind on. Just, I I have a hard time even conceiving it. It's like looking at $10 million. Like, if you (laughs) try to picture what $10 million looks like. That's I just how. picture
0: Scrooge McDuck diving into the <laughs> the gold in the money bin. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that would be fun. It would be painful. <laughs> I know. But um but yeah, so it got it it came from me speaking about that and my reserved level of disgust for that type of lifestyle. Um and you and do I, have like a it hits a nerve anytime that subject it comes up. Cuz man Well, because like I explained it to you, I I know both sides of the coin. I'm one of the people who is blessed slash cursed to know both sides of the coin. I wish I could be one of those guys that's like, they just don't work hard enough. I built my business on my own back. You know what I mean? Like I wish I could just be one of those people, but I've seen both sides of the coin. I've seen great wealth and I've seen great poverty and I know that if both of those two categories of society would just kind of work together, everybody would be happier if the people in great poverty would, would develop a mindset, a, a shifted mindset to where they do put in the same level of effort necessary to achieve their dreams, and I'm not saying that everybody who's in poverty doesn't. Like I said, I recognize the circumstances, situations, things that happen, somebody gets sick, it takes out your whole life savings, like I get it. You know, you get injured, you can't work like you used to, there's all kinds of reasons that poverty happens. But I'm talking about a poverty mindset, I'm talking about a poverty spirit, where you're just not building you're just not seeking after you're spending all your time watching netflix and you're spending all your time watching reality tv and you're spending all your time doing everything else and you go to work and you put in the bare minimum so they can pay you whatever the hourly rate is and you're satisfied with that because you've gotten comfortable
0: you know it amazes me that they're satisfied with that I don't think I could be satisfied with that. But see, that's that's that side of the
1: coin is that they are satisfied with it. And one reason they're satisfied with it is because they haven't seen the other side of the coin because they haven't seen what can happen when wealth starts to accumulate, when you start to create a legacy, when you start to try to build something that's bigger than you. And so that's what gets me upset with the other side, the people who are like, I make $500,000 a year. And at the end of the year, every year, I'm 10 grand, 50 grand, 90 grand in debt.
0: Like what are you doing with your life? What are you doing? What are you doing? They're, they're <laughs> calling JetBlue to book lavish vacations. Yes, they are. <laughs> so they can be at a restaurant with a drink in front of them and take the the Instagram selfie. Exactly. Did you? This is totally a side note, but did you see that new app where you can like put your picture? I heard in about certain that. places. Yes,
1: where you can where they you send them a picture of you, or you go do a photo shoot with you. With them, and they put your picture in different cities like you've been to that city. <laughs> so if you want to look like you've been to Vegas, come do a photo shoot. We'll put you in Vegas and we'll put you n- underneath it's the really Vegas. It's really genius
0: sign. because that's what it's all about. And you, they spend these, la- these lavish vacations, lots of money, just so they can get that picture to show other people they were there. Just to get the picture.
1: <laughs> and so on that side, they look at the poverty side and they're like, you just don't work hard enough. I've built this on my back and you just don't. And I'm like, both of y'all are wrong. Both of you are wrong. And so in the midst of all that complaining, the voice of reason on the show, Pastor Mike, said, yeah, we just really need to learn how to be thankful for what we have. And I looked at him and said, that's not where I was going.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But you're right. (laughs) And so today's show is about thankfulness. Yeah, and I guess I just wanted to point out, because usually what we were talking about to begin with is the people who have a lot, but are not thankful for it. Right. Right. Yes. And I guess that's the first step. Once you're thankful for it, then maybe you realize it's a lot of, it's a gift and then you'll want to use that to Mm -hmm. help other people. Yeah.
1: And, and and I think because some people have gotten what they've gotten, I don't want to say without struggle because the things that you work for are the things that you appreciate, you know what I mean? Mm Yeah. And so in those spaces where a lot of those people have gotten things without extenuous struggle or with something that would just seem like the normal timeline of life, you know, I grew up, I went to school, I went to college, I got this degree, I went and got a job, they paid me more than I was worth and then they've been doing that for the last 15 years with incremental pay increases, so on and so forth, right? There becomes a lack of appreciation there. right? Or when you're in a space where you feel like, here's that special word, feel like you're worth more than what you're getting, but you haven't done anything to quantify that you're actually worth more than what you're giving or what you're getting, you know what I mean? And so th- in those spaces, we can become ungrateful. We can be, we can not be thankful for what we have. Um, and so we wanted to talk about thankfulness. And so I think probably the best thing to do, you know, um, is to define what thankfulness Uh is yes
0: right how did we not think of this before what is the definition of thankful we should have the definition ready before the show we should i don't know how we do this so we know know. we always go back and we know that's our
1: process (laughs) that the first thing we have to do is define the word right so according to merriam webster thankful is conscious of the benefit received expresses expressive of thanks and well-pleased Um, So I like the first one conscious of the benefit received. I think that's probably the place that it all breaks down. That we're not conscious of the benefit that we're receiving from whatever it is that we have. You know what I mean? Right. The $10 that's in my pocket right now, I can be upset that it's only $10 or I can be thankful that it's at least $10 once I am conscious of the benefit that is received from having that $10 in my pocket versus not having that $10 in my pocket. Wow. Wow. That you went pretty deep there. Good. I, I wasn't even digging that deep. You're right. And so I think that's where a lot of it breaks down. And then also on the next rung of the definition, the second definition, is the expressiveness of your thanks, right? Actually declaring that you are thankful for this thing.
0: Yeah. And that, I guess that doesn't necessarily mean you have to go out on the street corner and saying, I'm thankful. But just, I guess, acknowledging it in your own head to yourself. Yes. That you are thankful. Or
1: even if we want to go and be saved about it, praising God. Oh, yeah. And being
0: thankful. Exactly. We should want to be saved about it. Yeah, we should. should. I mean, <laughs> it
1: should be the goal. See, we should go there first.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, it's like. Those pieces, I think, are the two pieces where it all kind of breaks down. You know, Um, Psalms 136 and one says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. So even in that, giving thanks to the Lord for he is good. Well, there has to be a consciousness of the benefit of his goodness in your life or you won't give thanks to the Lord for he is good. Hmm. You have to have. Yeah, you have to have an awareness of of the actual goodness of God in your life. If you can't look at your life and see anywhere where God is good in your life, you're not going to be thankful for him.
0: Yeah, that's a really good. Cause I was, I was thinking as we were going through this, we were acknowledging the definition of thankful. We were acknowledging what it means, but m- my thought was why, what causes us not to be thankful? Like what is the, what is the root cause of it? And I think you kind of, pointed it out a little bit there that we're not conscious of the the benefits and we're not conscious of what God is doing in our life. Right. I think that, I think that really might be it. It's just a mindset. It really is a mindset because we get so
1: as human beings, we are averse. We, we, as human beings, we avoid risk as human beings. We avoid danger. Anything that might appear to be dangerous, right? We run from it like the plague. Um, You know, one of the definitions of fear, and I was looking this up actually in something else that I was doing um, that caused me to look up the definition of fear. But the definition of fear is an unpleasant, often strong emotion caused by anticipation or awareness of danger. And to me, the key word in that definition is anticipation of danger. The danger doesn't have to be real. The danger doesn't have to actually exist just because you have an anticipation that the danger may exist it causes a strong, unpleasant emotion within you, right? And I think when we begin to micro-focus on the things that are wrong in our life or the things that are bad in our life or the things that aren't going the way we want them to go in our life, dang it, there's the setup. And we begin (laughs) to micro-focus on those spaces, we create a fear. And we focus on the fear. Yeah, We focus there and it causes us not to be thankful.
0: It sounds like what we need is the Holy Spirit then. I think so. To
1: change our mindsets. I think so. Because isn't it the Holy Spirit that renews the mind or something like that? Yeah. What does it say? Renewing of your mind. Well, I think. But yeah, I think when we, so, so here's, here's the bigger question then, right? Before we can get to being thankful, so let's reverse engineer this thing, right? The goal is thankful, right? Yes. We recognize that to be thankful, we have to be conscious of the benefit that is received from whatever is going on, right? So then the question becomes, how do we become conscious of the benefits of what's going on in our lives? So how do we become conscious of the benefits of what's going on in our lives? Question number one. And then question number two. How do we ensure not to micro focus on the things that are going, what we can perceive to be wrong in our lives?
0: So how do we do that? That's what I was asking you. Oh, I'm supposed to answer. (laughs) Well, I, you know, you had mentioned before that we're not conscious of the benefits that God is doing. You know what God is doing in our lives. We're not conscious of it. I mean, honestly, the best way to be conscious of what God is doing in your life is to, to read his word. I mean, I mean, that that's kind of and I don't do that enough, but I think uh, the more you read his word, you you are reminded what God is doing in life in general, but in your life as well. I think you're and right. That's why he calls us to do that. And then prayer is the next aspect. Prayer is the next
1: piece. Yeah. So you're having conversation in the written word of God and you're having conversation with the rhema word of God, with right. the spoken word of God. And in those two af- assets, it allows you not only to become aware of, but to receive the good things that God is doing in your life. You can receive the understanding of the benefit of what's going on.
0: Exactly. Can I tell you the one thing that gets in the way of me being thankful? And I think this is probably true with most people. What's that? We compare ourselves to others. Yes. Jealousy, envy. Yes. I really think that's like one of the biggest, um, thorns. Yes. In our side that, prevents a lot of us from being thankful because we have a lot and we understand we have a lot but instead of understanding we have a lot we're looking at the person who has more and saying why am i not like that person Well, listen just being in america by
1: itself means you have a lot
0: yeah exactly
1: just being in america by itself unless you're like legitimately listening to this podcast homeless on the street in the rain in a box right (laughs) yeah i don't know why i had to make it rain but in a rain in the box yeah yeah, you have to it's extra depressing (laughs) yeah unless you're there you have a lot and even in America, you have the opportunity to go places that will shelter you from that space. Right. You know, so you already start off with a, a head start. Right. But one of the like you said, the space where we don't feel like it's enough is because we see what other people have. And then we aspire to have that. So how do we. This getting this is getting deep, Mike. How do we instead of aspiring to what other people have become the best version of ourselves. And then how do we identify what the best version of ourself is so that we can aspire to become that instead of comparing ourselves to everybody around us and everything around us and everything we see on social media and everything we see on TV <laughs> and everything we hear about on the radio and all
0: of those things. You know, I think God, you know, Jesus, man, <laughs> I think you got him backwards. I think maybe the sec- the thing you said second maybe should come first. Okay, so we should discover how to become discover
1: what the best version of ourself is first. Yes, and then how do we become that best version of ourself? Yes, yes. So how do we discover the best version of ourself? I think the answer is still there in the word and in in prayer. Yes, in the word in prayer, and there's also an aspect of understanding ourselves. So being a student of yourself. So, you know, if you know you like. I don't know Rocky Road ice cream and not strawberry ice cream. That's you knowing yourself, right? You mm-hmm. understanding that this is who God created you. Dang it, Jesus! Dang it, Jesse. <laughs> <Sorry>. Jesse. <laughs> Inside joke. Um, but you come to a place. Okay, let's reset real quick. So
0: you're you're just having like lots of epiphanies today, I am aren't you? So
1: having so much revelation over here. I told you it was going to be a problem. So. In order for us to be thankful in our lives, one of the first things we have to do is discover who we are. Mm-hmm. Dang. So how do we discover who we are? And the way that we discover who we are is first by monitoring ourselves, right? Being aware of what we do, what we like, experiencing new things, trying new things so that we can determine what we do and what we like, right? You don't know whether you like rock climbing until you try rock climbing. You don't know whether you like, you know, This, that, or the other thing until you give it an opportunity. A lot of this is just self-awareness. Right. Examine yourself. I think that is in the Bible. Mm -hmm. So we become aware of who we are by examining ourselves, right? Instead of comparing what we discover to the outside world, we compare what we discover to the word of God and what he communicates to us about ourselves through prayer.
0: I think there's one more thing. Go ahead. And you're going to like this. One more thing we need is a fellowship. With other yes. believers,
1: yes, we do fellowship with other believers, without a doubt, because that helps bring clarity. Because nobody can do this in a vacuum, right? Right. If you think you're just going to put yourself in a hole for six months and figure yourself out, it's not how it works. And, and so, really, the church was never meant to be just an individual thing. Never meant to be isolated. Never meant to be isolated. We as Christians were never meant to be isolated. I have to Facebook message that to somebody right now because there's somebody in my life who's trying to isolate themselves so they can figure themselves out and they were never meant to be isolated. So he's doing so, that yeah, right y'all now. Y'all gonna have to wait until I do it.
0: We need some hold music. Right? Yeah, I tell you what we'll do Let's go to a break That's the better thing to do I I was going to have some big build-up music though
1: (laughs) Let's let's go ahead and take a break So I can send this message to my friend And let them know they're not supposed to be isolated And then when we come back We'll talk about the rest of this process Sound good? (laughs) Moment of clarity Stefan G will be back in a bit
0: Yeah All I really want to do is serve God On the same block Trap and serve hard I don't find purpose trying to serve art so I won't compromise for a purple heart 36 years young like a breath fast refusing to pass
1: prime on my next start QB14 called Jesus same game different side
0: Want to never miss an episode of Moment of Clarity subscribe to the podcast on iTunes Google or tune in
1: Moment of Clarity Stefan G and we are back. We're talking about thankfulness, even though it doesn't feel like we're talking about thankfulness at all. But we are, we certainly are. And so, we identify that in order to be thankful, we have to be conscious of the benefit that is being received from the things that are happening in our life. I'm gonna say that again. In order to be thankful, we have to be conscious of the benefits that's received from the things that are happening in our life.
0: Are, are you writing this down, people? Writing right? it down? <laughs> you said it twice.
1: In order for us to be, in order for us to grab awareness of those benefits, we go all the way back to the first part. The first step is becoming aware of yourself, right? Monitoring yourself, discovering yourself, and that's with life experience, comparing yourself to the word of God and to the word that God is speaking to you personally, right? And I don't mean comparing yourself in a, God, I'll never be enough kind of way because we can accidentally go down that road but using the Bible as a guide for where you aspire to be as a person. Right?
0: Yeah. what God, yeah. And what God wants you to be.
1: Right. So we use, we use the Bible as a guide for who we aspire to become as a person and we use our prayer time with God for him to speak to us personally about us personally. Right? Because the Bible itself is a guide, but there's some aspects of it that come through direct communication with the savior of the universe. And so in those three spaces, oh, and then, then yes, we need fellowship with other believers in order to help to clarify what we're hearing and what we're reading, right? Because we can't do this on our own in a cave in a vacuum somewhere by ourselves. So with all of those pieces put together, we become, we get a good awareness of who we are, right? Once we discover who we are and we then begin to move towards maximizing that, right? So once I discover I am, I don't know, a shoe cobbler. I don't know why I picked that one. Once I discover I'm a shoe cobbler, okay. I maximize myself as a shoe cobbler, right? And I don't attempt to be a CEO of a tech conglomerate because I'm uh, not that. Okay. I maximize myself as a shoe cobbler. But the way that we ensure that we don't get depressed about only being a shoe cobbler and not being the CEO of a tech conglomerate is we recognize and we are conscious of the benefits that are received from us being a shoe cobbler. Oh, okay. Now we have to be conscious of these benefits, not only for ourselves, but how it also benefits others for us to be a shoe cobbler. And once we are conscious of that and we can find ourselves being thankful for those benefits that are being doled out, whether to
0: us or to others, that's when we get to the place where we're thankful.
1: That's uh, where we move into
0: thankful. Sounds like we need to tell people to watch the movie "It's a Wonderful Life." Almost, <laughs> almost. Except he should have read the Word of God in that movie. That wasn't a part of it. <laughs> if they added him praying and reading the Word of God and being fellowship with other Christians, then it would be a that would be the lesson. That would be the lesson. But yeah,
1: that's that's the space. That's the space. And that is the if you needed a step by step linear, you know, process for getting to thankfulness, that's the step by step linear process for getting to thankfulness.
0: And so then we go back to our beginning problem, which is why so many people are not thankful. Right. And it's because they don't do those things. Mm -hmm. And some of them, you know, are just lost or not saved. That's true. Some of them are just lost and they're not saved. And some of them
1: have just never been taught how to do those things. It's not on their radar to do those things. They don't That's have any, point. they don't have any frame of reference for doing those things, you know? And so you want to, the first thing you have to do is have a desire to be thankful. Oh, okay. You know, cause some people don't desire to be thankful. They like, like I was joking before I was like, you know, you're like being thankful helps you attain more because you recognize the benefit, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, give me more and I'll be thankful. and that's how most people take it give me more give me more of what I want and I'll be thankful for that we almost look at thankfulness as if it has an expiration date right you know so yeah I'm thankful for my house but I've been thankful for this
0: house for seven years or six years or three years it's time for me to get a new house to be thankful for oh it's amazing how much um how many how much people in this country they aligned thankfulness with stuff Yes. Notice how everything we've been talking about is when people are complaining, it's that they feel like what they need in their life is more stuff. Yes. And that's what will fulfill them in some way. And really, it's not very fulfilling. So, and I, but I,
1: you're right, but I get it and I get it because it's the tangible thing that you can have and hold. It's the stuff right. that we as human beings who operate off of our senses, right? Those are the things that we can utilize to verify, right? Those are our, our measuring sticks. Right. To be able to say, look at all this stuff I've got. I have a reason to be thankful. It's much more difficult to find a a heart of thankfulness, right? A disposition of thankfulness, a spirit of thankfulness, as opposed to making our thankfulness dependent on what we have.
0: Oh, you know, oh, this is probably man, why. This is probably why uh, Jesus talked about focusing on the intangibles more than the tangibles. Yeah, when did he talk about that? You notice my whole demeanor's changed now. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: Give God. me the stuff. Okay.
0: Now I have to and now I have to look it up, but I know he would say focus on heavenly things. Yes, he sure would. Mm-hmm. And uh, what else? There was another one where he talked about the guy who. Uh, built up a lot of wealth and then he just kept it in a barn and didn't do anything with it. And he said, look, your life's going to be taken from you. Yes. Today. You can't take all the stuff with you. What good was all that stuff? Oh, the stuff. But we like the stuff. I know. And there's nothing wrong with having things. Obviously, you need certain things. But what happens is we define ourselves by the accumulation of those things. Right. And how much we can accumulate and we get sort of our self-worth from that.
1: Right. And so we can't be grateful or thankful without these things because that is what we are defining all of this by. Right. The, the, the value of me in this world is defined by the things as opposed to the moments.
0: And what's amazing about that, just thinking about that, when you read about like the great people in history who are remembered um, who are still remembered, none of them are remembered because they had a lot of stuff. Yeah, they really weren't. <laughs> like, is there anyone you admire in history? And you're like, I admire him because he had a lot of things. No, not at all.
1: Even the people who have accumulated a lot of things, we admire them in history not because of the things, but because of the moments.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, we were um, we admire rich people in history, but it's not necessarily because of the things they accumulated. Right. It's because of how they became rich, what they built, what they
1: did what they built, the yeah. moments that they the moments that they created in that journey of their life that helped them to accumulate those things. Right. <laughs> Why do I feel so depressed? <laughs> it's not depression. It's recognizing work. You know, Damn. it's recognizing whenever, you know, it's that space where it's like, okay, this is a place where I could be better. This is a place where I can I can
0: improve. I've never seen you as someone who focusing focuses on stuff too much. I guess you hide it. Well, well, it's not so much the stuff as it is
1: my thankfulness. I'm very thankful for what I have. I am, but I, I do desire to have more, Mm -hmm. which is not wrong, but I think for mine, it comes into a, the whole getting what I want part of it. Right. Right. So even if it's not a thing, a stuff that I want, and it's a moment that I want, I can find myself not being thankful because I haven't acquired that moment. Yeah.
0: And I think all people do that to a certain extent. My, my, and this goes back to the jealousy thing. My problem is I'll see people who have a lot more and I don't feel like they deserve it. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, how come you have that? And I don't kind of thing. And that, and that's a kind of another thing we get lost in, but that goes back to defining what makes you thankful and what makes you valuable. You know, we think, oh, we deserve all that stuff, but stuff isn't going to make us fulfilled. It really isn't. It really isn't. So while they might have more stuff than you, are they really as fulfilled in the spirit as you are? Oh, I'm glad
1: you put in the spirit on the end of that. That was a qualifier. I appreciate that because I was going to be like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, there's that old joke that I have where people are like, you know, money can't buy happiness. And I'm like, you're spending it wrong. That's yeah. all it is.
0: <laughs> like,
1: that's all it is. You're spending it wrong. Let me show you. <laughs> um,
0: but even if it does buy happiness, I don't know if it buys thankfulness. Right. You know, Yeah, you're right. That's a good point because it does. That's what people should say, actually. Yeah. Money doesn't buy thankfulness.
1: Yeah. Because I can be happy with money, but I don't know if I am really grateful for what I have just yeah. because of the money. I don't know, but I do know that in this space, I believe there's there's places where we can all aspire to be a little bit better. Where we can all aspire to be a little bit better. So, you want to develop a spirit of thankfulness. You want to be appreciative of what you have in your life. You wanna be conscious, that's the, the key. Conscious of the benefits received from what you're going through, what, you're, what you have, what you have accumulated, what you are experiencing, you need to be conscious of the benefits received in those moments. And the key to doing that is becoming aware of yourself, figuring out what the Bible says about you, figuring out what God says about you, being around people that can help clarify those moments, and then maximizing that space, being comfortable and recognizing I'm a shoe cobbler and I'm gonna be the best shoe cobbler in the world. I posted on Facebook the other day, that I am the greatest P. Stefan Gillum who has ever lived. And that's who I'm going to be. And I'm not going to try to be anybody else. And I encourage you, Mr. Michael Yaffe, to be the greatest Michael Yaffe, no, be the greatest Michael Scott Yaffe that has ever lived. Ever. Do I
0: have to post that on Facebook, too? No, nah, you don't have to
1: post it. <laughs> and if Tina was here, I'd tell her to be the greatest Tina Nugent. I don't know Tina's middle name, so I can't call her out in the government. I need you to be the greatest Tina Nugent that Tina Nugent that has ever lived. And Joy, I need you to be the greatest Joy Michelle Saunders that has ever lived. And I don't have any other requirements for you other than that. Moment of clarity, Stefan G. Catch y'all next week.